0: Welcome to the ENA Podcast. This is the ENA Podcast, and I'm Dan Campana, the Director of Communications with the Emergency Nurses Association, welcoming you back to our latest episode. And uh, today we're going to talk about the ENA Foundation, and uh, much like ENA as a whole celebrated a big number last year. Uh, this year is the ENA Foundation's 30th anniversary, and I'm excited to welcome Lynn Gagnon, the 1991 ENA president, uh, to the podcast today, talk a little bit about the, the really early moments of the foundation in ENA's history and uh, just a little bit of you know, her perspectives on the way the foundation has grown over the years. And we do have some you know, exciting, even really current information that I'm, I'm excited to share a little bit later in the episode. So with all that, uh, Lynn, welcome to the ENA Podcast.
1: Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here.
0: So Lynn, when you think about the ENA Foundation and, and your presidential year, that was 30 years ago. Um, what, what what comes to mind right away? I mean, does it seem like it was that long ago?
1: In some um, aspects, yes. And in others, it seems like it was three or four years ago. <laughs>
0: So, you know, uh, ENA obviously was a very different uh, organization when we're talking about the early 90s. Um, And with the foundation getting launched in 1991, your presidential year, um, just take us back a little bit and, and let me, you know, explain a little bit of what you remember about just the launch of something as big as what it's become. But You know, what what did people think about the foundation at that point and and what were, you know, the hopes of the organization, you know, with starting something like this?
1: So the organization was going through um, a lot of change, uh, a lot of um, focus on emergency nursing and with that prospect we had a new executive director who came to the association with experience, prior experience in organizations that we hadn't had the opportunity to um, work with before. As the organization was started to grow uh, members were approaching us for different things that they needed as an emergency nurse. And one of those things was uh, research in our practice. We wanted to validate the specialty of emergency nursing. And the best way to do that is through research. And we didn't have the facilities or a research arm in the office at that time. And so it became apparent that the foundation was a way to go. And we started um, exploring with the help of our executive director, uh, exploring the structure for a foundation, how we could set it up, what our goals would be. And clearly the main goal was to raise money to give our membership um, funding for research
0: when you talk about research in particular um, you, you talk about something that is, is pretty dynamic and, and people come at it from all different approaches but funding is always something that is, is a big piece in that um, what you know was it just as simple as let's find a mechanism in order to help support it from that financial side or you know, did it really expand out and go, how many ways could this foundation eventually help? Because in the formative years, I'm, I'm sure that the research was the goal, but there was certainly other ideas. And was there a little bit of pacing what the expectations were initially? Cause you just didn't know what the, um, what sort of intake would happen. I mean, would people actually support it and, and provide funding to, to help bolster research and anything else that was planned?
1: Absolutely. The other thing that was happening during this time was trauma legislation in D.C. And in 91, uh, the um, federal bills were passed to establish a trauma system. So that increased the focus on uh, emergency physicians and emergency nurses and for their role in trauma care. So we saw a need not only to provide for research to validate the specialty of emergency nursing, but also to provide a funding mechanism um, for our members to increase their education and to help them focus in some of these areas that were happening in our realm.
0: When you look back at everything that goes on in that that first year, in everything that you've mentioned, um, what what was sort of the mind's eye at that point about where the foundation could go you know, was there a formal plan mapped out that says by year five, we want to do this and 10, et cetera, et cetera. Or was it really just, you know, more of an organic let's, let's see how this thing can develop based off of the plan that it was just really to get it off the ground.
1: It was really more organic. Let's see where we can go with this. Um, I think what really helped us is, as I mentioned, that with the year Toronto legislation, um, was developed, and ENA was the only nursing profession that was invited to testify in DC um, in favor of the bill and I think that helped us validate not only uh, to our members but to those who are patients um, who receive our services uh, that we have a specialty and I think we thought that if we could establish a foundation ultimately with the goal to support research and to validate the specialty of emergency nursing but also to look at the other areas where we could support members in terms of education and outreach
0: your presidential year is certainly just one year of, of your connection to ENA and, and certainly to the foundation you know what uh, you know how, how do you feel uh, you know or what did you feel as you got to see the foundation's development and you know how have you uh, you know, kept yourself in connection, not just to ENA, but, you know, to the foundation, because I'm sure there's a part of you that, you know, feels, you know, a a connection to the foundation because of it debuting during your presidential year. So how have you uh, kept that connection, you know, over the years and, and, you know, have you watched it as if it were your child and it's kind of grown in in certain respects? Oh,
1: absolutely. I, every year marvel at the amount of scholarships that we give and the support that the foundation is able to offer membership. Um, My particular uh, history in emergency nursing, I did have a focus in emergency medical services as I sat on our state board. And so the decision to um, help paramedics get nursing degrees was particularly Rewarding for me because I had worked with those folks for a long time and they didn't have resources to uh, go back to nursing school, but the foundation has grown uh, beyond my wildest expectations or dreams in terms of the amount of money it's raised the support it has from. um, Members, I mean our members contribute an unbelievable amount of money to the foundation to keep it going it's kind of like. Our members are
0: paying it forward. Definitely, and, and you know that's a great segue. As I, um, you know, we recently the foundation completed its EN Strong Challenge, which was a, a bit of a reboot of the state challenge. And you know, I was able to to get some statistics on this, and I, I think this is interesting to me, and certainly I, I'm interested to hear your perspective. So, from 2012 to 2020, foundation with the uh, with the state challenge raised about an average of 144,000. So the recently completed EN Strong Challenge raised in the neighborhood of about $413,000, which obviously is, is blowing out the numbers from the previous years. You know, and obviously that just means more and more opportunities to help support emergency nurses. But when you hear that, you know, those numbers and what that average was, but then you hear about what's happened in 2021 alone, um, what's what's your reaction to that, knowing how the foundation started, you know, 30 years ago as this small little, you know, new thing for ENA?
1: Well, I think, you know, I I don't have, um, have not seen all the latest statistics. It it will be interesting to look and see. um, where the donors are coming from. I know most of them are membership, it's, it's through membership challenge. I think living through the pandemic and identifying new challenges for emergency nursing only validates um, the need that we have for the foundation and for the resources we can provide to our members to help them stay focused, um, help them have the resources they need and to promote emergency nursing.
0: And of course, the foundation you know is very diversified. You know, beyond just grants, uh, opportunities to go to, to conference, uh, international scholarships for, for members to attend conference. Uh, even last year, you mentioned during, you know, the height of the pandemic, uh, the introduction of the COVID nineteen relief fund and those grants that offered some support to nurses who, for various reasons, were in need. Um, what to you, what does that what does that say about the foundation's mission that it's it's taken these different approaches and you know, really found ways to, to help nurses where they're needed, you know, instead of uh, just saying, well, this is how we can help you. It's actually looking and seeing what the need is like. I mean, that's a pretty, um, you know, that's a, that's a pretty dynamic approach when you're not just suggesting this is the only way we can help you and finding new ways to do that on a regular basis.
1: Um, I attribute uh, that ability to have that foresight and to think out of the box to leadership uh, we've had such strong leadership through the years uh, at ENA. And it, the year I was president in 91, it was the support of the board as we made our case for establishing a foundation. So the strength of the leadership started back then. And I certainly think um, the leadership we continue to have has been um, such a strong factor in the success of the foundation.
0: So being as tied into ENA and and seeing other things that have evolved, uh, you know, as over the years, you know, certainly, you know, um, you you have some different perspectives that you can offer looking back, but also in toward the future. What, you know, what types of things in your mind's eye do you think would be um, you know, would, would, you know, 10 years from now in the 40th anniversary and so on. I mean, are there are there things in your mind that, uh, you know, are, would be interesting for you to see continue to develop from the, the foundation standpoint, or do you think that the track, you know, knowing how it's evolved and adapted, as you said, um, you know, do you think everything's headed on the right track and, you know, we're going to see more great things. It just, ne- you never know what's going to be next.
1: Um, I definitely think we're on the right track, but part of the success of the foundation and ENA is the ability to shift gears when we need to, um, and I think that uh, is one of the strengths that helps both the foundation um, and the association to say, oh, well, we thought we were going to do it this way, but what's just has happened, and this is what our membership is telling us, we need to go this way. I think the other strength of our association and the foundation is the willingness to listen to the members,
0: and that leads me to a good point. And my my final question for you, uh, obviously, whenever you're, uh, you know, we haven't had much of it in the last year or so, but when you had a chance to interact with, uh, with, you know, with members, whether they're newer members or they're more seasoned veterans who have been around ENA for a long time, um, you know, what do you tell them about the, you know, especially the newer folks? You know, what do you tell them about the foundation? What what is sort of the you know, the key thing that you want anybody who is associated with emergency nursing or ENA to know about the foundation and and the work that it's done?
1: Well, I currently teach senior nursing students. And one of the things I do in my classes is to talk about the role of professional associations, whether it's nursing, um, critical care nursing or emergency nursing, um, any specialty that they choose to go into. But I take the time to highlight the success of the ENA Foundation and the resource it provides not only to our long-term members, but to new members coming out of school and wanting to start practicing the emergency department, um, directing them to the uh, white papers the association has developed, and then also making sure they look into the foundation and see what resources the foundation can provide. We have to take care of those coming out of school now, and the as the pandemic has been challenging to everybody, but it's been particularly challenging to nursing students who have, in some instances, not been able to even go in the hospital to do their clinical practice. Um, and they are getting hired in the emergency departments right out of the school because we all know there's a major shortage of nursing, right. and so our ability to give these folks um, resources from the foundation, and direct others. A lot of what we do doesn't just impact emergency nursing. I think we've become a resource for other specialty organizations as well. And I think that's the strength of the foundation um, and the path that it's on that it needs to stay on.
0: Well, Lynn, it's been, uh, it's been a pleasure to, to talk with you and learn a little bit about what uh, those early days, you know, 30 years ago as the foundation was just getting started and to hear your perspectives about what, uh, what it's meant to ENA over the last three decades. And certainly, you know, as you just described, how you're continuing to, uh, you know, to, to share the story of, of what the foundation means to, uh, you know, this generation and, and future generations of emergency nurses. Um, you know, as those different challenges come up, but also, you know, just the way that the foundation is able to support. So uh, appreciate you taking some time to be a part of the podcast today and, and sharing uh, a little bit of that history and, and your perspectives.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So with that, uh, that'll conclude today's episode of the ENA Podcast. And as I mentioned, uh, you can learn more uh, about the EN Strong Challenge uh, results. Uh, there's plenty of information coming out Uh, around our social media so you can see what those amazing results really were about. And obviously, you can visit the ENA website to learn more about the ENA Foundation, uh, its grants and scholarships that it offers. And uh, and certainly, when uh, when the need arises in situations like the COVID-19 relief grants, there's more information about how the foundation is uh, popping up and supporting people uh, in times of need, uh, like we've seen over the last year with the pandemic. With all that said, uh, appreciate you joining us for this episode of the ENA Podcast. This is Dan Campana. I look forward to you joining us next time.